And the title is How to Overcome Fear. And I think fear is at the moment a big topic around the world, but the fear is always the language of hell. Hope is the language of heaven. And let's choose heaven. Let's be a people of God. We have hope because the Holy Spirit lives in us. And the Spirit of God is not a spirit of fear. It's a spirit of power, of hope. And with God, we can do much more than you can ever imagine or dream. I want to show you some uh, pictures about the newspaper. I would love to lead you into that uh, topic because... COVID-19 uh, has a big impact in so many families and a lot of people. There are two different uh, meanings or two people, two, two groups actually at the moment in that topic. And for example, when you read the newspaper, they will say, we are so afraid about the hospital because we're not able to have all the people in the hospital. And all of a sudden, when there are too many people in the hospital, we have to make the decision who will die. And we're doing the lockdown because we're afraid that the hospital is overbooked, right? But then in the same time, when you study the, 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 the statistic will say, if you're younger than 50 years old, you will not die of the COVID-19. If you're older than 50, you'll say, oh my gosh, that number is shaky for me. And a lot of young people, they will say, I don't get it because of those people, we were losing our job. And in the end of the day, we're running out of money. You see, there's a tension already in these two statistics. Uh, Israel, they had 9,000 infections a day. And the government made a decision for a lockdown for three weeks. And the number uh, fell down from, from 9,000 to 600 people a day. And everyone will say, oh, that, that, that's a good, smart strategy. But in the same way that the unemployment uh, went from 12% up to 19%. That means a lot of young people will say, yeah, we saved some people, but we lost a lot of money and some companies. You see the tension there? Because of the whole lockdown and slowdown around the world, and I don't say right or wrong, don't misunderstand me, it's just some facts and figures. They will say, you can read in the newspaper, they will say a famine of a biblical promotions they will say, because of all the lockdowns around the world, this is the effect for the third world nations. Check out the number. They will say, because of the COVID-19, of the lockdown and slowdowns, that every day 300,000 people will die running out of food. When you hear all the numbers, somewhere you are in the middle, and I don't know what is your meaning, what is your opinion, but the thing is, this is a very crazy season and it's not easy to lead and guide and navigate a nation to that COVID-19. Some weeks ago, my wife and I, we flew out to Sardinia and I almost cried at the airport of Zurich because I, I'm, I'm a frequent a traveler, I travel a lot. And I filmed the airport and I've never seen the, the airport of Zurich empty. Here is my amazing clip. So people, this is the airport of Zurich. Check this out. I've never seen something before. It's so empty, as empty can be. On this side, only one person. Hey, when I filmed that, I have to be honest, I always cried. Because I realized for the very first time, the side effect of the COVID-19, it's a lot of shops are closed. There was Everything was closed and nobody was around. And when I walked to the airport, 
God reminded me about the Bible verse, and I would love to share that Bible verse with you. And please understand me in that message, I, I want to quote some really heavy Bible verses because I want to answer some questions that people have in that season. God reminded me about Revelation chapter 6, verse 8 in the New International Version. Its writer was named Death, and Hades was falling close behind him. They are given power over fourth of the earth to kill by a sword, famine, and a plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. Hey, check this out. God said to me in the airport, Leo, COVID-19 is just the beginning of something that one day a bigger plague will come and one quarter of the earth will be killed. And I want to share that Bible verse with you because it's not in the Old Testament, it's in the New Testament. And I know often we read the Bible, but the Bible is saying right now, if there's a pledge, there is always a message. God is something about to do. And we as a Christian, as a body of Christ, we have to understand what is God doing right now? Why in the world, the whole entire global world is going to a crisis like never before? You can react when you hear those facts in three ways. You can become very anxiously. You say, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid we can die because I want to live, I want to travel, I want to marry. Yes, me too. You can be ignorant. You close your eyes and say, oh no, so no, there is no such thing as COVID. No, 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 no. I close my eyes, but then you're the only one. Or there is hopeful and the Holy Spirit who is dwelling in us, and that's good news, church, gives us hope. Fear is from the hell. Hope is always from the kingdom of God. And this is the finest hour for us as Christians, for the local church. This is an awakening call from God Almighty. If you have a smartphone, please take your smartphone out online or live. I just want to ask you a question right at the beginning of the message. And my question is, what are you afraid of? Please be honest. You can um, link in. It's very, very easy, actually. And uh, just let us know what is your fear, what you are afraid of at the moment. Really be, be really honest, because in the end of the message, we will pray together, because there is a key how we can overcome fear in our lives. Just um, sip in and then write down what is your biggest fear right now. Be honest. Because we are a church and we are together it's like a big small group. Uh, some people say it's not good losing the loved ones. Fear of the future, failure. There's so many things right now. Um, yeah, the future. Can't see my family. That's a big thing. My mom is in the hospital. I cannot uh, visit her because of COVID-19. And she said, I, I would love if you join me, if you have fellowship. It's not possible. There's so many fears. Thank you so much for really being honest. And I want to give you a key tonight how we can overcome fear because right now you can sense it's a very hard and heavy topic. If you study the Bible, you find always the word then, then. If you do this, then this will happen, the when, then, when, then, the when, then in the Bible. Now comes the question of a lot of Christians. Why in the world is God not stopping COVID-19? God can speak only one word, right? And that virus comes to end, right? But why in the world is God not doing anything? 
And this is a very important question if you have to understand the plagues and viruses you find in the book of Revelation and you find this all the time in the Old Testament. And let's go into the Old Testament, the when, then actually in the Bible. When I shout up the, to the heavens that there is no rain, is the when then. Or command locusts to the devoters the land or send a pledge among the people. This is actually for some people a curse. Is COVID-19 a curse of God? Yes or no? Or is this a virus made in China? Or invented by Bill Gates or made in Switzerland? If you study the Bible, if you're a born again Christian, you find always a link in the Old Testament. If you are running away from the table with God, if a people of God running away from the blessing of God, do you know what God is doing? He sent always some prophets and the prophets came to the nation and said, Hey, people of God, you left the table and God is looking. God wants to have a relationship. Turn back. And sometimes even the people of God, they killed the prophets. And God sent some love letters, some text message, some Instagram. God sent out so many messages. And the last thing what God can do to have our attention, please listen to me is when bad things happen. 80% of all the people, they become Christians when they hit a crisis, when they get sick, when they hit rock bottom. That's the moment they say, God, like the prodigal son, I failed, I missed, forgive me. This is not a curse. This is in the Old Testament awakening call. I want to have a relationship with you. If the virus is threatening the whole world, there is a message. God is screaming to the whole entire world, why in the world have you left the table and I want to have a relationship with me? Let's think for a moment. If I have a relationship with my Jesus, he prepares a table in front of my enemies, the enemies that will be always here. And Jesus will say, at the table there is everything, promotion, peace, joy, Everything is here. But the moment I leave that table, I step into a dangerous zone. Do you know what is the dangerous zone? There is a devil. There is an enemy and he's waiting that we're stepping away from the table. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, be alert and sober mind, your enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. With other words, if I leave the table, there's a roaring lion, and his strategy is fear. Roaring lion stands for fear. The moment I leave the table, the devil attacks you with fear. Fear is not a small thing. I'm not afraid of hell. I think hell should be afraid of us. I not tremble about the enemy. I think the enemy should tremble about us. I not afraid about the roaring lion. The roaring lion is afraid about the lion of Judah who lives in us. Can I hear an amen? 
The devil is never stronger than God. And there's no reason why we as born again Christians, we are afraid. No, the devil is loud. We fear that this virus can kill you, rob your future, your company, whatever. But when I sit at the table, nothing will lack. Do you understand that? Because God is challenging you and me. We go out with the salt and the light of this earth. God has blessed us to be a blessing for so many people. We pray for the sick people. We heal the sick people. We lead people to Jesus Christ. We baptize them and we help them. We become stronger disciples of Jesus Christ, more filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has given us the power of power. The power of power. Sorry, wrong sentence. He has given us the power. You have to understand the strategy of the devil. So many times we Christians, we don't understand what's going on. Do you know you can sit at the table and have an amazing party with Jesus and still you have an area in your life, even at the table, you are afraid. Have you ever thought about Job in the Old Testament? Job in the Old Testament was the most richest guy. He had so many boys and kids and girls, a wife. He was so rich. He believed in God. He lived a very holy life. And every time when his kids did a party, he sacrificed something in case that his sisters and daughters, they missed or failed or sinned. He was so holy. But at the table, he always had an area where he was afraid. One day he lost everything, the house, the cows, the boys and the girls, everything died. And in Job chapter 3 verse 25, Job said, a guy who lived a holy, closed life with God, he sat at the table with Jesus, or God said, what I feared has come upon me. What a dread has happened to me. I have no peace No quietness, I have no rest, but only turmoil. We can sit at the table of Jesus. You can attend the church. You can attend a small group. You can do ministry. You can tithe 20, 50, 60% of your income and still sit at the table of God and still have an area where you are afraid. Does it make sense? I don't speak to those people they're not believing in God. I speak to those people right now, to me and you. You believe in God. You're sitting in the table of Christ in front of your enemies. You have everything what it takes. But still there's an area where you doubt. What is the key? What is the key? I, I want to leave you with something positive. What is the key to overcome fear? There is a key. The when down, you find the when down as well in the life of Job. The when down, you can see the when then better. In Job chapter 42 verse 10, and here is the key of the message. After Job had prayed, the key to overcome fear is prayer. Prayer is never the last option. Prayer is always the first option. If you say, I can't stand anymore, then kneel down. Prayer is not changing God. Prayer changes me. 
That's why prayer can never be the last option. Sometimes when you say, let's pray together, people say, really? Is it so bad? No, prayer is the first thing we do as a born-again Christian. When Job prayed, check this out, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much he had before. The double blessing in the life of Job. We can overcome fear to prayer. Prayer is a key number one to kill every fear. I started with that crazy Bible verse in Chronicle. You see there the same parallel again. And I want to read this uh, verse to you guys in Chronicle 7 verse 14. Now, if my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal the land forever. How can we stop this virus? If we bow down, if we seek the Lord, we ask God for forgiveness and God can stop that virus, boom, shakala immediately. I tell you why you're shocked. There's something that makes me so mad and angry. Have you ever heard someone around the world in Switzerland, Germany, Austria, a leader of the nation saying, hey, nations, let's seek the Lord. Let's pray together in prayer and let's seek, seek the Lord. What you hear is keep distance, don't go to church anymore, stay at home, be modern, get boring, but don't seek the Lord. There's something wrong. I would love to have leaders in Switzerland, they're not only smart, they have humbled their heart before the Lord. And if we will do that, then the Bible says, God will heal our nation. I believe right now in prayer. You will hear three stories, and I love to have very simple stories of people. They, they're walking with God, and everyone has maybe an area where you feel afraid, or there's an area you are worried. And the key to overcome fear, write this down, is prayer. Prayer is never the last option. It's always the first option. Prayer will not change God. Prayer changes me. If I'm not able to stand, then kneel down in front of God and God turns around the fear into something very powerful. This is my wife, Pastor Zana. I'm so glad that you are sharing your amazing story. You know, uh, at the moment, everything is forbidden, but kissing on stage is still allowed. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> In my life, I already prayed for all different kind of things. I prayed for houses, for friends, that they get houses. I prayed for our own house, to get our own house. I prayed for um, barren womb that they can receive kids and children. And um, I prayed for our apartment, not only for the third top floor but for the top top floor and I have some prayer requests that are not answered yet so there are all kinds of prayer I have and I believe and I can guess you have the same you have all kinds of 
prayer requests you have. But the moment we want to open the mouth and bring them before God, we experience the devil as a roaring lion. And I googled about a roaring lion to get a, a more you know, physical picture what it is. And here is a roaring lion, how it looks like and how it sounds. Can you see how big the lion is? But imagine, as soon as you open your mouth to just bring your prayer request before God, this big lion would turn around towards you and face you and, and stand up and then it's even more frightening. This is what the devil does and hinders us to even open our mouth and pray. Because what it, ex what it actually means in our everyday life, the roaring of the lion is like that. Your prayer request is too silly for God. Don't do it. Don't, don't pray. Or the hope you send with your prayer request makes you vulnerable and you are afraid that this hope will be destroyed by not get the prayer answered. That's why we rather make it lower, our prayer request. Rather, don't ask at all because then you might be safe. This is the roaring lion in our lives that hinders us to even open our mouth. But you know what? I'm fascinated. Whatever the devil um, says he is, or he is a roaring lion, we have the opposite because in our lives, inside of us and around us is the lion of the tribe of Judah. It's the real lion. And the real the real Lion, he has a truth. And Jesus told me, you don't have to be ashamed for whatever prayer requests you have for me. I have an open heart for any prayer request. You don't have to feel ashamed that it's too big for me, too, too selfish, too little, too, too whatever. And this is my story, how what I experienced when I started to pray. There is a roaring lion. But there is on the other hand also the lion of the tribe of Judah living inside of me and around me. And what he tells me is the truth. The next story we're going to hear is from Paul. From Paul. Paul, thank you, Susanna. Yeah, the year 2018 was the one was the most challenging year of our lives. Um, we, we, we used to go to so many hard things and we, we had many people who died around us and in midst of us, um, especially when we were set as youth pastors here in ICF, my wife and I, the first week, one volunteer of us, 23 years old, he died. It was hard to, to deal and to handle. Then um, in the same year, also my wife and I, we had lost of, of, of children uh, before birth. And that was also hard to, to deal with. My good father was, was died at, uh, dying at, at this year. And in ICF, we had our, our worship leader, Deborah Sita, who, who died. So, so many difficult and hard situations to, to deal with. And... Uh, that, that was like just in, in the month of May that, that, that we um, expect all, all, this, um, um, 
all this situation. And for me, it was like I was sitting with Jesus on the table and I, I have no options than, than just be here to worship, be still here and, and, and know that he is good. And around that, um, anxious came to me and, and told me, how is it in the future? How is it when I lost another child? How is it when maybe someone who is near is dying again? And my wife and I, we, we did the decision to, to start to pray in the morning. We did the decision to, to start at, at Wednesday. We did a prayer as, as, as couple and we prayed for our life. We prayed for, for, for the lives of our friend around us. We prayed for the city. And after that, we, we said, we, 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 we took this weapon as a, As a, as a couple, and we want to take this with friends. And so we started also a morning prayer with friends at uh, 6 p.m. in the morning here at ICF, where, where we prayed for the city, where we prayed for revival for the government, where we said, now we have to take this, this weapon of prayer. And we started with, with this list where we prayed about everything uh, that, 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 that Jesus gave us to, to pray. And also you see, since Corona, we are praying now online. And through this prayer, it, it, it builds up my, my faith and it builds up my perspective. Since this, I, I know, wow, there is, there is a, a roaring lion who can roar more than this lion who is around us and who is trying to, to, to give us fear and anxious. And one of the One of the praise reports I, I expected through, through this prayer that, that we prayed every Thursday in the morning, we also prayed for, for the bad guy in the society, that the bad guy in the society can come home to Jesus. And last year, I met a friend of mine after 13 years. Um, he, he was like here in the celebration. He came um, and to me and said, he was crying and he said, I found Jesus, I found Jesus, I found Jesus. And I asked him, what is your story? And he said, I was wicked because I, I beat a man up who was nearly died. And I thought, uh, I, I will go to jail. But the judge um, uh, He, he was saying, I, I don't have to go to jail. I don't have to go to pay any whatever. So your, your guilt is taking off of you. And this was a miracle for him. And then he came home and he gave his life to Jesus. And that was for me like, wow, in my anxious, I, I, I was sitting on the table and I was praying and God uses this prayer. And this is like a story I think, wow. God, God, take whatever we do through our anxious, and he's doing miracles. Yes, and the next person is Yaira. So yeah, my name is Yaira, and um, there was actually a time in my life where I enjoyed paying bills, because I had a proper job as a designer, and it was kind of fun doing that whole thing, because um, I had a monthly income. About a year ago, I decided to start my own business as a designer and dancer, and it got quite difficult and challenging for me to pay my bills. And as you can imagine, this whole COVID thing didn't help at all. And at the beginning of the lockdown, I actually lost all of my jobs that I had. Uh, I couldn't perform as a dancer, and I also had no design jobs to do. And it was challenging for me because I 
knew that God's going to provide for me. I was actually sitting on the table knowing that he's going to look after my finances as well. But then again, there was also that voice of knowing, hey, I have for about three months, I have no income, I don't have a, a job to do. And it was challenging for me to actually check my bank account because I was calculating all the time the bills um, I received and also the expenses I had. And I knew I don't have any, any money that will like, help me to pay it. And I was, for about two months, I was not checking my bank account because I was too afraid to face it. And every time I would get a new bill, I would just tell God, hey, I, I can't do it, you, I need your help. You, you have to help me for this. And um, after two months, uh, there was that one morning I felt conf confident to face it and I checked my account and it was a miracle. I'm telling you, this was that key moment for me when I realized I could pay all my bills because friends of mine and family paid uh, or transferred some money for me and um, I was actually able to uh, pay off all of my bills and at the same time there was uh, an amount left for me. And it's an ongoing thing, you know. Um, God is providing all the time, but it's an ongoing thing for me to sit on the table knowing and not fearing that um, he's not going to forget about that one bill or he's not going to provide for my dentist or whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of um, challenging for me, but I also like to be at that place at the moment because I don't have a monthly income that I know for sure that I can rely on. I really have to rely on God that he's going to provide for me, and he will. Come on. Woohoo! Thank you so much. Hey, I love all these stories, Sunday after Sunday, and um, because we want to, for us, it's always important that you break down the message in a very practical thing. Sometimes fear knocks at your door, right? Even though if you're Christians, you sit at the table, and all of a sudden you hear the roaring lion, and I would love to close with a very practical thing, what you can do. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, the Bible says, Do not be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends us all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is sitting at the table. He prepared a table in front of your enemies, and in front of you there's a roaring lion. You know, what I did 18 months ago, I'm a pastor, and often people think, if you're pastors, you don't worry. You have all things Together, yeah, thank you so much. Now we are people, the same earth like you walking in 18 months ago, my wife and I, we were on vacation, we took out 24 small letters, papers. And we wrote down all the worries we had in terms of our family, you know. We have two boys and they're 21 and 19 years old and I said, God, it cannot be with 21 it's time for a marry for a girlfriend. I think it's time to marry. It's a good age. I don't. I said to God, I don't want to see that my boys are thirty and still single. I said to God, it, it, it bothers me, and I wrote down all twenty-four things what bothers me and my wife in our family, and then 
what we did every day when we walked the prayer walk, we took out the 24 pieces and we asked God, give us a word for every single season. In the back side, we wrote down the promises of God. In front was the, the challenge and the, in the back fleet was all the, the promises that God has given us. And then when you pray, this is what you do. You say, Jesus, <laughs> my fears and my worries. You said in every situation, we should give thanksgiving to you. And here, hey, thanks, all yours. You are the better shepherd than I do. And I leave it at the table. And I trust that God has the timing. Do you understand? That's faith. I leave it there and I trust in God Almighty. Hey, our, our boy was 20 years old. I wrote it down. God, next year, in a year, he should have a girlfriend and that girlfriend becomes a fiancé and he will marry her. A year ago, it was December. Middle of December, he said, Dad, I'm falling in love. That's my girl. And now in four weeks, they get married. It's just one thing. <laughs> it's important for me because our house is too small. We need space. I'm just kidding. I just want to say, we wrote it down. We handed it over to God and I left there. The key of, of fear is prayer. The key to overcome fear, it's prayer.